Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. Game day. Game day, man. I'm excited. Cue the music. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what was uh, no, what? No, 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 not that one. There we go. This one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, you know what's funny? So I normally get pretty nervous um, the night before. Not nervous, but I I have a hard time sleeping um, before games, and it's almost like I almost I I remember we had a game today, but not not to the point where it bothered me last night or really thought about it. So I was able to sleep without any problems, which is good. So um, yeah, I mean, fully rested. Just another day, another day in the world. Yeah, I always got stuff to do, but at least it's not an eight a.m. game, right? It's a five o'clock kickoff, so yeah, I, I could sleep and be like, "Hey." I actually do prefer the eight AM games more, just because um, I do. Because I I don't think I like so. We you know I got to we're recording the podcast now, which is cool. The game's at five, but like between the podcast and when I have to leave, I have like this like weird two hour gap and window, and it feels like it. It just it's like it's it, it, I get bored. In that Dude, putting on music and raging in the house getting hype. <laughs> no, I'm just like I just start pacing around the house. Start smacking yourself in the head, getting that sick prepared, psyched <laughs> out. Yeah, pretty much. Um, no, I'm excited for the Diamonds game. We we take on Keystone, um, little rematch from, from two weeks ago, which is cool. Um, excited for it. Um, we actually never, I don't think we actually ever went through the like diamonds roster. All fifty-six players. Not all, sure. all one hundred and fifty-five players. We never went through all of them. Uh, no, but seriously, I don't think we actually ever went through the roster. Do you want to go through the roster real quick and announce some of the players that we have? Uh, sure. You got the roster. I I do have the roster. I have the roster pulled up right here. All right. So that's, uh, what, that's what team managers for. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I am. I feel like I've been demoted throughout the season. Um, you're still the head coach, but you're also the team manager. So I'm the I'm the head coach, GM, or not not GM. The GM is technically still my dad. I guess we can consider him that. Well, he could be the team manager today. Uh, my my dad, my my dad getting a lot of love yesterday. People players missing him. They're trying to figure out where he was. Tired of shagging their own soccer balls. I think that's what it was. It was. I think that's exactly what it was. Um. Uh. So yeah. So we we have a um. We'll go through the players. Uh, so brand new player to the team. Um, uh, she's going to be go, go, going to Goldie Beacom next year. Uh, Jade Ballin. Yeah, one of our one of our young players. We have a lot of like. Because she graduated early, she reclassed. Yeah, so but she's, no she's like, yeah, no one six. of our junior year aged players. Yeah, but but ultimately a player that that I don't think you you could you could tell. You know, she she performs extremely well. Um so just a really, really dynamic winger for us. Um gives us a lot of options and gives us a lot of ways to be able to play. Uh we got Timmy Bennett, uh who is the we'll use the word experienced player on the <laughs> on the squad. She is the oldest player we have. Not by much, but just she's in general she's the oldest player. Um, so she, she's the oldest player. <laughs> she will, yeah. She, um, she's reached that stage where she's like, I know I'm the oldest player. Um, I need, a, I need a nice to stretch out here. <laughs> yeah. So Sammy Bennett plays at Wilmington University. 
Uh, then we have Riley Dixon um, uh, coming from New Jersey. High soccer pedigree there, right? Yo, you know, I think Dover High probably has like the most like coaches out of any high school in Delaware. They got to be up there. We got some good coaches. Yeah, across the entire state, pretty much, and across levels of the state, right? Levels, dude. We got there's a lot of us, man. Yeah, you got some dogs in there. So you got Riley Dixon. Um, I really can't. I really can't say I'm the best soccer coach from Dover High. No, I graduated from Dover High. Well, not now when now when Dan and Chad also graduated from Dover High. Yeah, you got Ryan Dixon, her dad, man. You got some, you got some dogs in there. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. So you have Riley Dixon, um, who plays at Sporting. Uh, she'll be a senior next year. Uh. Then you have Gabby Dolan, who is a goalkeeper at Hood. Uh, friends with uh and roommates with KK Cabosco. Um. So Riley, or sorry, Gabby Dolan, goalkeeper for us. Um. She was. We. I mean, we brought in two new goalkeepers. Um. Which were oh, phenomenal. Yeah, both been fantastic. They've both been awesome to work with in general, have been really performed extremely well in the games. Then you got one of our three year returners, Emma Funk. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, and and Emma's been able to now get get some different, you know, minutes and positions and things like that that she hadn't experienced before. And I also think she has a different level of confidence, even at training. She's on I mean, she's been on the team, but I think this year she really was like I'm on the team. She walked in there like, I yeah. can fight. I can fight for minutes, and yeah. and you know she's been a utility player for us, playing multiple positions. So yeah. Um. Then we got another three-year player, Olivia Hudson. Olivia Hudson, man. Liv, uh, Liv again, founding herself as an outside back this year more than a center mid, which she had been in the last two years. Uh, but she's done well. Uh, she's gotten better every year since I met her. Yeah. Um. Then we have KK Cabasco, one of the team captains this year. Uh, also gotten better every year. Yeah, solid. Um, it it can play across any of the spots on the back, um, and just the player that is always just gonna do what she's what she's supposed to do. That's it. I love not having to worry about like people in the back. Like yeah. yo, yeah. Those, like those two. It's like yo, you guys got it. Like. Um, Angela Lee, aka Twinkle Toes, as she refers to herself as. She's from the state smaller than Delaware. Yeah, here's, she's her, here's her here's her fun fact. Uh yeah, she's from Rhode Island. Um, plays at Goldie. Uh and and she's been she's been she's been fun to have. I feel like the, the Goldie the Goldie crew has been good to have. They brought in um uh, they bring in the like fun energy to the to the training sessions as well, which is which is good. You always need a group that that brings in. They bring in the fun. like the team feeling, like yeah. We're gonna make jokes. We're still gonna play, and yeah. we're gonna like it's not just like jokes between like their like click. It's like jokes with everybody. Yeah, like, they just, yeah. They're having some fun. Some no, and Angela Angela's been great to have as a again as a winger or as a forward. Um super dynamic creative uh you you don't always 100 percent know what she's going to do with the ball which is which is kind of the fun part of it right like she's she's able to be able to do different things which is good you know what i'm scrimmaging against her she's gonna say i'm gonna take you on i'm gonna cross you <laughs> yeah um then we got a we got a returner from the first year we have two returns from the first year this year uh but we got katie llewellyn back uh one of those one of those uh old school delaware union players 
Um, that can play across different positions for us, whether in the back or in the, or in the midfield. Um, so excited to have Katie again. Um, and she she's coming off a good season at, at Newman, where she played a lot of minutes, which is good. Then we got Abby McDonald, the young, the young, the young Mac. Yeah, Lil Mac. Lil Mac. Yeah, Abby Mac. Um, uh, she's going to be a senior next year. She's already committed to Murray State. Um, plays in the middle of the field. Um, really, really good soccer IQ. Just really strong energy. Um, I mean, it, I feel like it's what you would expect being Maddie's sister. Uh, so. Yep. I- there's a Mac pedigree there. Yeah. And then you got, and then you got Abby's sister, Maddie Mac, the other team captain this year, uh, returner for us, second year player um, from Mount St. Mary's. Um, and just overall awesome to have, awesome to talk to. Um, Good solid player. She, oh. She's the player. She's the player that I think, whether she, whether she consciously or consciously does it, she's a player that's going to push every other player on the team to be better at practice. And sometimes she does it without even saying anything. Yeah, and, and sometimes she actually legitimately pushes you to be better. Yeah, but no, so like I think that she she's a player that like you know in a in a game you might be like your team might slow down for like five minutes, and she gets the ball and like just with a pass or just with her movement yeah. kind of speeds up the play for everybody and everybody kind of looks at her and says, Oh, well, we got to go fast now. Yeah. Yeah. Then we got, uh, Abby Mills, um, center back from Pennsylvania. That's committed to Vermont sporting Delaware player. Um, who has been just, we, you know, this will, today's will be her first game. Um, so we, we haven't seen her play in a game yet, but we've, we've seen her at training and she's, uh, She's gonna do. She's gonna do. Just, she's, gonna, she's gonna be solid. I think this our back line this year is just solid. She's they're just a reliable group of players. You don't have to. I mean, these are all players that they know they they can play pretty much anywhere on the back line. Yeah, and know what their responsibility they can with the substitution go from a four in the back to three in the back, and you don't have to explain. Yeah, right. Their roles. You can go to five in the back, and you don't have to explain their roles. You just yeah tell them how it is. Then we got Mio Nakajima, uh, our second, our other goalkeeper um, from Wilmington University. Um, got a shout out to our hood man, in Japan. Japan, yeah, from Japan. Um, Mio, Mio is a different style of goalkeeper than uh, than Gabby. Uh, oh yeah, Mio, Mio is definitely likes more like up close and personal type of goalkeeping. Uh, it looks like she could play. She would, she would kill it at some futsal. Uh, fantastic yeah. foot skills. Um, yeah, got swagger in the goal. Yeah, like, it's a different type of swag. Like, I'm gonna put the ball down right in front of you, and I'm still gonna play the ball out of the back. Yeah, I'm not worried about you. Yeah, like, that kind of swagger. Um, then we got KK Ortiz uh, coming back um, for a second year on the team right. from Wilmington University. Um, again, one of those players that that adds a little bit of. Um, of flair out there, little flair, little yeah, a little flair out there, and when she gets a little angry, it's it's that's when the most fun <laughs> comes in, right? It's like, she, you know, can you foul her? Can you foul her in the first five seconds yeah, so that yeah. way she can get her flair going? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, we also have uh Alexa Pacheco, um, from Goldie. She, Alexa, I wore. 
cleats that were three sizes too big and scored a goal with them. That's right. Pacheco. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Alexa, um, uh, is a huh? We got her in the transfer market. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we Alexa played a played at a different different uh, team on a team different team last year, but she's also a um, Dominican Republic national team player. Um, so you know, multiple call ups to the team there. So it's it's excited to have her. She she's the other one that increases the level of training and and makes sure and pushes everybody to to be better. Um, then we have Evelyn Payne, um, who is going to be playing at Wilmington. Uh, she redshirted last year. Um, and Evelyn's one of those players that you don't really know what she's going to do when she has the ball at her feet. It's, it's, she has a lot of, um, a lot of qualities, brings in a lot of that swagger that, that Dwayne was talking about before, a little flair. Um, and she's the player that at every water break, she's still touching the ball. Yeah. She, there ain't no water break in her vocabulary. No, she's still touching the ball. Um, then we got uh, Alyssa Patella, um, uh, Goldie captain, captain at Goldie, um, plays in the middle of the field, left footed, just solid again. Another player that brings in the the energy that we want from that Goldie group um, is encouraging other players, is talking a lot to our younger players, to our training players. Um, so just really, really happy to have her in the middle of the field. Then we got Haley Schaefer, um, CR graduate, plays at um, <laughs> uh, plays at Lickman. Lick, Lickman. I don't know how to pronounce the name of this school. I, no, probably, I, should, I should probably ask her. <laughs> um, plays there, but, but she plays there. Uh, but again, another one on of the website. Another one of our another one of one of our groups of players that plays in the middle of the field and is able to uh or sorry in the center of in this defensive part of the field in the back line. Um she plays a center back, but she's able to, you know, she's another one of those players that we don't have to worry about. Um then we got Jordan, JT, Tereshuk. Um uh, butcher that one. I probably did. <laughs> it's Tara. It's Tara something. Tara Zook. Tara Zook. All right, let's go with that. Uh, we should probably start figuring out our players' names. No, it's uh, definitely Tara Zook. Tara that's fine. Tara Zook. I was giving her. I was giving her more of a uh, like a ice hockey name. Strong Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> Tara Zook. Um, but yeah, so JT, uh, coming back from, uh, she played a little bit last year with us. Um, she was one of those players that turned training player into actual team player. Um, so, so excited to have her back. Uh, Tyler Walker, another one of those, uh, returning players from the first year, um, center back plays at DSU, um, actually can play multiple positions across the field. Um, she's, she's one of those players that's going to be. A little bit more quiet, but is ultimately going to get the job done, which is I'm just on. Um, then we got Lexi Wenner, uh, plays at DSU, um, and she's one of the players I used to coach at Delarine back in the day. Uh, so another one of our our defenders. And then we we have the uh, we have the one that made it through from from a training player to a full time Diamonds roster, 
uh, Caroline Perry. Yep. And uh, I mean, that pretty much speaks for itself. Yeah. You can, you can convert and, and, um, she'll be like Emma, right. It'll probably take her a year, but, um, she definitely is definitely part of the group, but I think, um, once, once the game kind of slows down for a man, she, she make an impact. Yeah. Solid player knows the game. Yeah. Um, just has to get adjusted to the speed of play and then she'll seamless she'll yeah. be right in with the rest of rest of the group and then so, we and then we have a group of you know six or seven training players that are that are with us the entire season um some have already gotten some minutes uh shout out, shout out to the training players man let's, let's shout them out yeah you want you want me to go run through the shout them out man shout out the training players all right so uh we got gianna mena who's currently in kenya uh national team duty with the kenyan u18 national yeah, we had to release her for a couple of weeks yeah so she actually just finished her her stint with the with a u18 kenyan national team um so she she did really well and she's you know she'll she'll come back at the end of july so i think she'll miss the rest of the diamond season um but she's a player that we're we're looking to hopefully bring on next year into the squad depending on what her international duties now we have to follow international schedules there now um Gracie, Gracie Maiden, who's our uh our one of our training goalkeepers. Awesome player. Awesome player. She's been she's been around for three years now. Uh from training every once in a while to uh stat taking stats throughout the years. Um now she's just fully fully training with us, which is which is cool to have. I think it's good for her to have two goalkeepers that played two different styles this year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's been a sponge and for her and she's a totally different style goalkeeper than the other two yes way so, more way more technical yeah way so more. i think i think for all the goalkeepers and the players like it's been great to have her and she's she's done a great job of um you know learning we made her go sit by both goals yeah <laughs> and go learn yeah Here, we'll watch what they do yeah um we got sammy mitchell Hey, um, Sammy. Who's uh, who who already got some minutes as well, which is which has been good. Um it's another one that you know will be able to come over in a couple of years and, and really be able to like seamlessly transition in in a different completely like multiple positions across the field. Um we gotta find the umbrella position, man. <laughs> yeah, we she she's yeah. uh we have Jillian Kersey. Um, who can play in, in a couple of different spots in the field. Um, and she's coming back from an ACL surgery a year ago. So she's still kind of working her way back into being hundred percent. So, so the training environment has been great for her. Um, then we have Lexi Kemsky who, um, who's been, who didn't really, who trained some with us last year, but now yeah. is, uh, basically fully training with us, which is, which is good. I think she's. She's one of those players that's getting again work really hard to get the most out of every session, which is what you want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Solid player learning. And and again, for a lot for all these training players, they're players that could play at a high level and are learning from the players that they are training with, right? It's yeah. like getting that it's like being in a college training session without being in college. Yeah. Um, Mac Hilferty, um, again, just another player that's looking to play college soccer that that just it's around the environment and it she she gets better every session. Um, then you got Bailey Hennessy, who also got some minutes already. 
um, and has been able to um, just. <laughs> she's going to be cooking because um, she's already starting to figure out how to take players on and do yeah. what she needs to do with the ball. So Finding some confidence within it. Yeah, you better watch out for Bailey Hennessy in the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, and then Bree Diddy. Bree Diddy. Who trained That's- with us last year. Trained with um, us every year. She's yeah, she's actually yeah, she's trained with us every year. Yeah. She's been with us every year, man. Uh, she's a player that we only really see over the summer because she she's off at she's off at high school at the hills and uh, but she always comes in and it's like hey, I'm back for the summer. <laughs> like it's yeah, just, the, first hey, session, the first session you get a little recap of her life and then she's back. Like she's just in there with the like it's kind of crazy. Like you would think that she's always around, but she's never yeah. around, but she just transitions really well and yeah not a good kid man now, overall excited excited to have this group in general i feel like this group has been um I, I, huh they're fun to work with they all they all push each other to get yeah better. listen all three all three all the the two previous years have all had their their fun moments the first year was obviously the first learning experience um we were still trying to figure some things out last year we had a, a kind of a mixed roster and we we struggled with some things um, this year. I feel like it's is when we're, the pieces are starting to fall fall together, and we're we're starting to kind of connect those those puzzle pieces together. Um, told us it takes about three years. Three to years, get everything solidified. And I think especially, listen. Obviously, if everybody said that, then nobody would win any games, right? Which is not the reality. There's been some teams that have been successful from the first year that started at the same time as us. I think I think where we where where our struggles kind of come in is that um we're just now starting to get more of a consistent um group of college players that are either within the area because they Goldie or or Wilmington that that stay over the summer even though they don't they're not from Delaware or we're having a more consistent group of players that are going to play in college. I think that's the key. I think it's the younger, I think the younger players like those seniors or juniors yeah. help build help, help that's your base of your roster. Because if you base it on college players that are juniors or seniors, you get them for one or two years and then they're done, right? So yeah. it's it's better when you build younger, like a Maddie Mack, right? Or an Olivia Hudson who started playing as a junior. Now she's going into her sophomore year in college, right? Like she's got at least three more years of doing this. Compare yourself, right? Same thing with Maddie, right? Like three more years, KK Cabasco came in. I think as a freshman, she's getting ready to be a senior or a yeah, junior. She'll be a senior. She'll be a senior, right? So she's a player, played in the Diamonds for three years. Now she's into her senior year. Hey, like it, the process has worked for her. You can see it. I mean, you can go to her page on Hook College and probably see, you know, the data probably shows, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, I think the that's kind of the purpose of this. I mean, obviously we want to win and we're extremely competitive, but I think it's a, it's finding that balance. We talked to the players last week, I think about it was about the idea that this has to be fun, right? And they were and it was a it was a practice where they looked like they were having fun. They were enjoying themselves. It had rained the entire day, it rained through part of practice. It was for all things considered, it could have been a miserable training session because of the weather, right? But yeah. instead I think what we're finding is that it's it's been a fun 
environment at times dictated by the players as to what the players want to potentially maybe do or or the or the day they're having or how they're feeling right how they're feeling yeah Um, i mean for them i think a big part of them right like depending on what level they're playing at school but it's also their summer break they don't have classes like it's kind of their time to unwind and chill so it's not like you know we're gonna go be going out here going like 200 percent every day pushing it's not what it's for it's your touches on the ball get fit Get that competitive juice going, get some ideas going so that when you go back to school, wherever you go back to school or you go back to club, you know, you're you're in a you're in a better place. You learn something, you have those experiences to make you better. And at the same time, I don't think we're trying to reinvent the wheel as far as like how much coaching we're doing and, and like we're not trying to reinvent players, right? We're not trying to say, you know, you gotta you the way you've been taught how to play soccer is wrong. This is how you should be. No, absolutely not. We're going to give them some tools and things like that that we see in the moment um, for each it's like player. Say, it's like they say in the coaching course, right? You know, let the session run itself and then you fix the coaching points, right? Yeah. Ultimately, at the end of the day, their college coaches are the ones that are responsible for for figuring how they fit into their system. For us, we're trying to fa- find a system for the players that we have instead of... um. And taking and, and instead of having a system and finding players that fit into that, right? And for players, it's hey, I had a conversation with my coach before I left at the end of the year. He sees me playing as a center mid. I come to the diamonds. I want to play center mid as much as possible, and be in an environment around the, the best center mids that I can play against. You know, yeah. and in the UWS too, right? Like it's yeah. not like hey, I'm going to the local adult league and playing center mid and playing against somebody's dad that hasn't played in thirty years. Like yeah play against somebody that's solid yeah no it's been it's been fun um all right so let's move on um uh let's talk about the women's world cup because that's starting in a few weeks uh july 20th so and we haven't been able to really talk about it much um so i want to go through i want to go through the groups and i want to go through the results of the first group the two first two groups um, so kind of like how we did the men's World Cup. What? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was about to say, hold on, it hasn't started yet. No, it hasn't started yet. I, I was going to say, how are you going through results? I'm like, wait, hold on. No, no. And you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. I emailed you the bracket. Yeah, but you emailed me a picture of the bracket. Yeah, because they don't. They, there is no. I looked for an Excel one like we had for the men's World Cup, and there isn't one. Oh, well, you're gonna have to create one. Oh, that's gonna be. It's yeah. a lot of Excel work. You have to um, write stuff down. Yeah, you're gonna have to write stuff down. Yeah, you'll figure it out. You'll make it work. I trust you. Um, I mean, the best thing you can do is uh, you can do that, or the best thing you can do is grab your iPad, pull up the picture on your iPad, and just make a note on it. You know, my iPad is down in El Gimnasio. Oh, all right. Well, don't do that then. All right. Um, get on the bike and start working on my iPad. I mean, I can probably make a copy of this and try to take your things down. But if you you got it, you got it, you got it. All right, so um, let's go through Group A. Group A is New Zealand, Norway, the Philippines, and Switzerland. And Group B is Australia, Republic of Ireland, Nigeria, and Canada. So um, New Zealand, Norway. So, uh, the host taking it three to one. Three to one. I was going to go two to one. 
Oh, man. I'm, I'm assuming New Zealand's going to play their first game in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're gonna um, do it. They're gonna do it Philippines, Switzerland. Um, I'm going to go with a 2 nothing win by the Swiss. Um, I was going to go 3 nothing. All right. Now we got New Zealand, the Philippines. Um, looking for a lot of goals this World Cup. I'm gonna go uh four nothing, four nothing. Wow, I'm gonna go five one. Five one consolation goal. Yeah, but like maybe it's like the Philippines scoring early and then New Zealand like goes off. Um, Switzerland, Norway. I'm gonna go three one Switzerland. I'm gonna go two two. Nah, man. Some you gotta have a winner there, man. It's a no. I feel like that's a. I feel like that's a rivalry. Is it? I mean, they're both cold countries in Europe. Yeah, maybe. Was it the, the the Nordic rivalry? Yeah. Um, Norway Philippines. Um, let's go one one draw. I'm gonna go one nothing Norway. Um, Switzerland, New Zealand. Um, damn, it's gonna be a good one too. Um, let's see, I got New Zealand with two wins. Uh, this is for the group, yeah. I'm gonna say Switzerland loses by a goal, New Zealand 2 1. I'm gonna go 0 0. Nah, 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 nah. I'm going no zero, 0 0 on that one. All right. All right. Let's go group B. Uh, Australia, Ireland. Australia versus Ireland. All right. Well, you know, the home, the other host nation has to, has to get dubs, right? Yeah. I'm going to go three nothing. Sam Kerr with the hat trick. I'm going to go Sam Kerr. I'm going to go two, two nothing. Uh, Nigeria against Canada. Well, it depends. Is Canada going to be able to field the team? Yeah. Field a team, be able to supply water and supply gear. I think so. I think it's going to be a rough World Cup for Canada. I think they're going to get upset in the first game. One nothing. I was going to go with a one one draw. I think think Canada's got some other, you know, their country's on fire. Their yeah. corporation's running out of money. I think there's a lot of there's a lot going on. Canada, Canada Ireland. playing in the World Cup. What? Because Christine Sinclair made the World Cup roster. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What is this? World Cup number 70 for her? No, I think it's number five because Marta no. is on number six. There's no way. Number, just five? Just five. Marta's on six. Sheesh. I feel like Christine Sinclair has been playing since me and Ham played. <laughs> All right. Canada, Ireland. Canada, Ireland. Now let's go 1 1. I'm gonna go two nothing Canada. This is opposite of. I feel like for Canada for the men's, I was like, yeah, they're gonna be scoring goals and they disappointed. Yeah. So now they lowered my expectation for. Uh, Australia Nigeria. Aussies duke this out two one. I'm gonna go three two. Canada Australia. It's a good game. Canada 
Wait, didn't they already play in Chicago? No, they have not played in Chicago. No. Canada. Say Canada finds their swagger 2 2 draw. I want with a 3 3 draw. I think they can, I think they'll like finally wake up, but it might be too late for them. Um, and then the last one, Ireland against Nigeria. I went with the 2 1 Nigeria win. You said, hold on. Nigeria, against Ireland against Nigeria. Yeah, Nigeria 2 nothing. Okay. All right. Well, we'll revisit this as we as we go through. Um Christine Sinclair has scored. First of all, she scored 190 goals. Yep. 323 appearances. That's I mean, crazy. She she gets buckets, man. She buckets she gets. Yeah. All right. Um <clears throat> I wanted to talk about uh, reality soccer competitions. I was thinking about this. So there has been, there's a basically a reality show for basically anything, right? Or in a competition for almost anything. Um, And there's also been some reality shows for soccer. So I found two, one, which I don't think ever came through fruition. I, I looked, I looked for it all over the place and I couldn't find it, but in October, um, in early October of 2021, so um, what a year and a half ago, um, or or almost two years ago, um, MLS announced that they were going to do with MGM. They were going to do. I think it was going to be for MGM Plus or whatever it is that they have. Um, uh, Mark Burnett was going to be like the executive producer of the of the show um and mark burnett is the guy that um he's the he's the chairman um and he's um he created like all these reality shows he did survivor the apprentice the voice shark tank and all these other like big reality shows right so they were going to basically do this reality show with charlotte fc um that was going to bring in players to try out from all over the world to basically get a shot at joining the team interesting so this was this was announced by charlotte fc uh the mls and mgm well saying charlotte fc is not very good so they might need to do a show like that to get interest and get some players. It, it was it was super serious. Like it was super interesting because it was going to like all these players were going to live together and train together, and then it's basically like the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that show. And then they were going to take a part. They were going to be a part of that first season with Charlotte FC. And I don't know what happened to it. Um and it just it never like it never like nothing came off of the announcement. Philadelphia Union started their own TV show and they said, Man, can't beat that. <laughs> um, all right. Then the other one that I came across is called the ultimate goal. This one actually did happen, and they're currently filming maybe the second season of it. Um, but this this happened, this was an English uh TV show from BT Sport. Um, and it was 26 different women who were going to be training at St. George's Park 
um and they were going to um they're playing 11 aside and all this other stuff um and then after that i wasn't yeah like i don't know uh they after that they get a shot at making a team i'm not entirely sure and then they have scouts basically so it was just mostly about the training environment and everything else. So that one actually premiered and they're they're filming or they're looking for people for the second season. So that one I might look up and see if I can still find it and maybe watch it. But I wanted to ask you, do you think that we could do a reality show? You know how there's reality shows on anything now that um, like what if we did a reality show of a youth soccer club? Or multiple youth soccer clubs. Um, I think that would be interesting, honestly. I think I think it would be. I think if you did it the right way, it would kind of give an insight to people. And I think you'd have to do it at like different levels, right? So, like if you did a TV show, maybe you take one like the highest level of a youth club, like an academy, yeah, translated down to like maybe like an ECNL level club, GA level club transition down to like a smaller club transition down to like a community club like you'd almost have to have like four segments of it yeah and say let's do a deep dive like that way you can see i think for people that watch it they can see the difference in the levels and the expectations and the requirements and the commitments right like what i'm thinking like the community club you're watching a guy painting the fields that like it's just someone's dad like he had to go pick up groceries. Now he's got to go paint the fields. He's got to repair the nets and then keep it moving. And then, like, you know, some of the bigger clubs, you got the maintenance guys out there. Well, yeah, you got the office, but you have, like, the maintenance guys out there. Like, they're setting up a table. They have banners. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just a difference to it. I think that would be kind of cool. They might have a locker room or a stadium. Like, I yeah. think that would be. I mean, because, like, as coaches and, and players, like, we see it, but I think for, like, some of the soccer world just doesn't see it because they don't have the opportunity to see it because we're always coaching. I think it'd be interesting to see the difference between um, the coaches uh, potentially like our, or, or now what I'm transitioning to right from being like a full-time soccer coach into having an, another career with soccer as an added component to it. Whereas, you know, the last seven years of my life, for the most part, it's been soccer, 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 soccer. And I've added things as a component to soccer. Um, whereas whereas you've lived you know, your your coaching career as career, 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 soccer as the added component to it. Right. I think it would be like like someone like you, right? Like it'd be like seven hours to kick off, and obviously you're starting a new job, but like you know how they have like seven hours to kick off, like you would be in a classroom, like yeah, working or doing something, right? And then like you take like let's use NCFC who has offices, for example, their coach is sitting there on a board, tactics up on the board, you know, talking with the assistant coach or something, like just doing something soccer related. Meanwhile, you're like, say you're an algebra teacher, you're teaching algebra, you're just like, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> the square root of 64 is like, that would be interesting. Or like the coach that comes to training and doesn't have a chance to change, right? They're out there in their work clothes. Yeah. In a suit, running a session. Yeah, it'll definitely be. I would soccer balls that are all different. 
I would be interested. I'd be interested in if anybody just did a like a little mini mini reality show and just one team, like almost like a take it as a school project and just follow people around with cameras and stuff. I think it'd just be fun. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought about that. Um, I, I think it'd be interesting. Shout out to my lawn care guy, Corey Smith, man, does a phenomenal job. I think they need to get him on a pitch somewhere with his mower because yeah, he lays, he lays those lines down. I have no doubt that if I if we ask for circles, like how Leicester City had their circles, yeah, he give you circles. Yeah, I don't know that our, our lawn fits the circle dynamic just the way. It <laughs> but he might give you some circles. Give you some circles. Give him a bigger give it area, and he'll give you circles. I mean, there's a circle in the middle. If he went in there and cut it, I'm sure he could have it like. Tell you yeah. what, you put that guy on a soccer field, I bet you that ball will be rolling. There you go. All so right. You guys, all you tournaments out there, man, hit up Corey Smith. Corey Smith. All right. Big Maybe shout I'll out. Get my 10% out of it and hit up Corey Smith. What about Mike? What about me? You know Corey Smith? <laughs> you, I, we, he's on, you're talking about him on our podcast. <laughs> I'll introduce you to Corey Smith. 50-50, man. 50-50. I think he only does King County yards, though, man. Uh, he's coming up to Newcastle County. Oh, all right. That's fine. I don't need somebody to cut my yard. It'll take two seconds. My yard's so small. Use scissors. <laughs> so I, that's why I got two kids, man. Got got them some kid scissors. They go out there and cut the grass. Are there? Are you turning them into cows? <laughs> so I got to get a goat. Let's put a statue of Messi back there. Your yard will always be cut. There you go. Yeah, or the like the new Adidas line. There's a new the Adidas line now has a there's a there's a T-shirt that Adidas put out that's literally a picture of a goat. Um, and then and now they they did an updated one. It's a goat with Inter Miami sunglasses. So, yeah. Um, all right, player of the match. Let's do player of the match. Um, my um my player of the match goes to Sun Huming Huming Sung. Because he found out he was younger. Yes, it's exactly why. Uh, so him, just like <laughs> any other South Korean, uh, found out they're younger. Um, it, they recently, so uh, South Korea recently, um, uh, as of Wednesday, a uh, new law came into effect that basically, so South Korea had had this this calendar system for for age for ages that basically when you were born you were born as a one year old mm-hmm. and then every every December 31st into January 1st you get another year added to you yeah it doesn't matter if you were born December 22nd now no, you're you would, yeah so and now on top of your actual birthday as well you would get another year so some so some people found out they're a year older some people found out they're they're two years they were two years older now they're two years younger or a year younger. Um, now this doesn't fully affect. Uh, affect yeah, they still have passports like, or like yeah. yeah, like stuff like that. That is still used by the like the traditional, um, like birthday. Birth, birthday yeah, uh, to measure age. But yeah, so Huming Sun now is one year younger than what he was before. It's funny stuff. Yeah, so good for him. He found out he's one year younger. Imagine uh, being able to like. Imagine losing a year, like being able to like go to like the bar or something, and then having to wait another year now. Yeah. Um. All right. Who's your player of the match? Uh, mine is going to go out to BJ Clanahan. 
Callahan. Again, that six that six nothing dub. Yo, he, he don't lose. <laughs> Berhalter comes in his first game and loses. We need to fire him. Pick up <laughs> man. No, nah, I mean just like I think I think for him, just still you know believing in the process and all the other stuff that's coming on with the job. Like it's not like he's just an interim and they're looking for somebody. Like they have somebody named yeah. and he's still doing the job. You know, putting the snipe down on St. Kitts and Nevis. Yeah. Um, and then getting a result against Jamaica. So um, they got one more game on what, Sunday? They play, I forget who they play. Trinidad? Trinidad. Oh. You know, Trinidad's our new, like, rival now. Yeah. You need to go put a 6 nothing smack down on them. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. No, your boy. Maybe they'll let uh, Slonina play in that game. Who? The keeper from Chelsea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since they were like rotating keepers, they let the old man Sean Johnson play. Yeah, they did. He didn't let any goals in. He only had one shot. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Uh, on this day in soccer history, June 30th, 1996. Um, the Euros getting played in England. If I was from South Korea, I would have been too. <laughs> uh, so Germany playing the Czech Republic um, with a golden goal, um, golden goal win at Wembley. Germany wins the Euros. It was the first major tournament to be decided with a golden goal and also the first major tournament won by unified Germany. So no more West Germany. West Siders and the East Siders had to merge together. I don't yeah. think people, you know, thinking about that, like the Berlin Wall went down in what, 1990, 1989. There's sure. still like players that like were born in those areas mm-hmm. and have to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's kind of, or not deal with that kind of stuff, but like you know what I mean. Like they we grew up with it, grew up with it, and have to pick what country to represent because country they were born in might not exist anymore. Yeah. Wow, was that that's what happened with anybody that was born in Yugoslavia before? Right, or you're from Czechoslovakia, so you're either Czech or you're Slovakian. Yeah, I think all the Slovakians are probably all the itches. <laughs> Um, I know those are Croatians. Those are Croatians, man. Isn't like Luka Donacic a Slovakian being from Slovakia? Just quit while you're ahead. I think they got some issues over there too. Just just quit. Just stop. Just stop. Just let it go. Let it go. Um, But yeah, so Golden Goal, uh, which the Golden Goal was then removed in, would be removed five or six years later. For the 2002 World Cup, I think it was already removed. Golden Goal was removed. Uh, by then, I would have been seven. Ninety-eight, I think, was the last the last World Cup with the last major tournament with a golden goal. Um, all right, uh, the Dan Simmons Fair Play of the Week award. Uh, was Dan Simmons for popping up out of nowhere? <laughs> that was last week. He popped out of nowhere this week. He did like a groundhog. <laughs> um, <laughs> if he pops up, it's two more. It's two more weeks of uh, bad air quality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. My favorite play of the week goes out to uh, Koulibaly. 
um, because he he left Chelsea. He's gonna go play at Al Hilal in um, in Saudi Arabia. Um, but he he's one of those he's one of the few players that I think um, has full on basically said why he was going to the Saudi Arabia League. Right, everybody else assumes and all these other things, but he flat out said it. He's like, "Listen, two things: one, I want to be appreciated, and I wasn't appreciated at Chelsea. Two, um, I want to make money. I basically what he's what he's gonna do, um, what he's gonna do with this money is he's gonna help his entire family. Um, he's gonna support support activities in Senegal, um." And he's gonna start a clinic in his parents' village, and he's got other projects that he's doing with young, with young, with young people. So he's using the money for the right reasons. He is, yeah, he absolutely. And the third reason is because he's also Muslim, so it, it's a good situation for him to go there. He said it fits in; is culturally he fits in there. So there you go. Why not? Good for you, man. Like just. Own up to why you do it, right? Like, hey, I'm going there because I'm gonna get paid. It's that bag, baby. I'm just I'm it's gonna get that paid. Bag. Yeah. So uh who's your fair play of the week? Mine goes out to Hillary. Yeah. She just left me to go get lunch and told me that I was expected to be somewhere at eleven thirty for lunch and it's eleven twenty nine. I just found out about it. Oh, all right. Well, good stuff. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward <laughs> moment of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> um, no, just kidding. Um, no, mine is going to go out to um, it's gonna go out to you. Me? What did I do? You had to navigate through a lot of challenges this week. We had to move fields for the Diamonds. Yeah. Um, it's our first home game, so you got a lot of paperwork you got to do. Um, I ain't doing it. I did that stuff one time. <laughs> Everything's here. I don't want to some more. Um, yeah, shout out to you. Appreciate it, man. I shout appreciate out to, that. Shout out to the city of Baltimore. They got me for forty dollars. Guess I was too excited after the first win. <laughs> got called the speeding camera. Oh man! See, my mom sent me a ticket. Sent me a picture of my ticket, and I was like, felt like a little kid again. <laughs> so I, I got like, I promise I wasn't supposed to hide, trying to hide it, but I was like, I didn't realize. I saw the cameras on the way in, but it was dark on the way out. And the mm. got me. This is the uh, the DE Soccer Podcast uh, tip of the week. Slow down uh, in Baltimore. Slow down in Baltimore. Slow down everywhere. Just, you know, contribute to my GoFundMe. I need to raise this $40. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.